Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're having a good Memorial Day Monday, and hope we're all doing well. I am so far, and I wanted to talk about power. Power in role-playing in general. I've hit on this before in certain genres like post-apocalyptic and things like that, but I wanted to talk about it in general as RPGs with the emphasis on a certain a certain type of RPG, mainly supers. Now, I know you can have a power problem in other genres, especially like in the later editions, like 5th edition fantasy, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, and other places like this, where you have just so many options and so many things, and my character hits with these pluses, and he can take out that, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just... This is why I really... One of the reasons I really don't get along with 5th edition... Because there's just too much options, too many, too many ways to pump up your character to ungodly levels, and I look at the level advancement in each class, and uh, I'm—I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy it, but I tend to play characters of can can I hit better and can I do more damage? Because if I have to think about things like extra actions and pumping this up with this kind of ability and that kind of stuff. I just, I'd rather not. Just tell me if I can hit better and tell me if I can do more damage. Thank you. Now, what I find ironic in role-playing games is the genre of superheroes. Now, I can't speak for every rule system because I mostly know about champions. I know something of Marvel, TSR's face at Marvel, and villains, the new villains of Vigilantes, and Mutants and Masterminds, where it's funny because, well, let's take, just because I know, I'll take champions for a minute. I, the, you have the ability to make whatever character you want, okay? So you can make a character if you have the points. And you can make characters that are ungodly powerful, but at the same time, the tropes of the genre plus the way the system works makes it increasingly hard. It's almost impossible to kill somebody, which is a good thing most of the time, but you're not going up against normal bands of orcs and ogres and, and, bugbears and things like that you're going up against for the most part superhuman adversaries and the way comics work even some of the grim and gritty ones they don't it, death is a big deal and because comics are a big deal you know comics are part soap opera they are especially if you're dealing with the secret identity stuff for years, I didn't want to read things like Teen Titans because it's like it's just a glorified it's soup opera with superpowers. But there are tropes in there that 
that translate to the role-playing game. And yeah, you you can play it as a superhero soap opera if you want, I guess. But, you know, to me, that's all right in a dramatic sense. Because I am a, an actor and I do like to role-play, but I also like to hit things and damage things. And so, you know, I got back into it. To under, I understood the whole the whole bit. And I say these things because I had just gotten a copy of the two books by Bloat Games, Survive This Vigilante City. They look really impressive. I'm excited. They're they're hefty tomes. I was surprised. And I'm just looking forward to digging into this. And so that got me out, started to think about power. I hardly, I, I've hardly cracked these, so I can't really speak on these, but they look really, really good. But that got me starting to think about power, power and other genres. Like the post-apocalyptic genre, as you know, I have problem with the mutations. I have the problem with too many people doing too many mutations. I understand why you have hit points based on your con now, because the, the powers, the mutations can get so powerful and so out of hand you need those just to survive. And that includes the beasts, too. I often, you know, I've said before, I've, I looked at their monsters in there, and it's like, why do they have so many hit points, hit dice? It's because the players hit harder, and they can do more damage with their mutations. That's why. In the super genre, there's a rule, at least in hero games, the champions, there's a rule. If you're going to make a new power, or something like that, you should always have the power. There should, they put it this way if you create a power, you, have, you should create a defense for that power and make the defense cheaper. Because not everybody will think that, well, for one, you have to have something to counter that. And two, a lot of people won't think of taking that defense. Unless you, you know, they may take it later if they get more points. They'll take it later because, you know, you get hit with something a couple of times. You're going to start, you're going to start doing, you're going to start thinking about defense for that. And the powers, you can say what you want about champions or mutants and master monsters. The things that are point-based, you can say whatever you want about, oh, it's too hard math. No, it's, I can argue for days about, no, it's not too hard math. It's just time-consuming. It's time-consuming, and it, I can't run it anymore. I can, I can, I've, I've only run a few, about a handful of scenarios in my career as a gamer, I've run a lot more D&D than I have this, but I played it, and running it is a chore. It, it really is, because every player's got their own character, but the DM has all the NPCs, with their, which are all written up or gotten out of a book with the write-ups. And you've basically got to juggle paper. And that goes for other role-play games like Mutants and Masterminds because Mutants and Masterminds, I always thought was a special. I I only got second edition, and I really loved that game. I liked that game because it seemed to be a good balance of creation as far as like character creation, super creation. Because champions, it's all about the points. It's okay. You can do a lot with those points. You can do advantages, limitations, whatever. You can pretty much emulate anything you want, but it's going to take you time. And when you, you know, prepping for a champion's game takes about twice as long as prepping for any other game. 
because you have if you're not getting the villains out of a book or anything, you have to make them from scratch and the NPCs. And I'm too used now used to now of the D and D. Okay, what's the monsters hit dice hit points AC number of attacks damage from the attack any special abilities go. So I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. In in Champions, you have to worry about this. And other supers, like Mutants and Masterminds. They made it easier in Mutants and Masterminds because you can actually get powers that have built-in advantages and limitations that you can get. So you don't have to go through, you know, 50 million things just to look for something. Just for looking for the right power, the right combination of powers. And so that's one way to do it. Villains, Vigilantes, and Facer at Marvel, I think, are similar because you do have charts. You do have... It's it's more of a roll-em-up supers, but again, supers is just... It's a customizable thing. It's It's all about customization because you don't have generic super guys running around there. I mean, yes, in fantasy, in D&D, you have classes and things like that, but it's more codified. It's like, okay, you're a cleric, you're a dwarf, you're a cleric, or you're a dwarf, you're a fighter. Okay, you have so many things, you know, have these things you do as a fighter, you these things you do as a dwarf, okay, let's go. This one, you kind of kind of make it up from scratch. That's why I don't think Fantasy Hero ever caught on with me, because it was just too much of an effort to make a monster, an opponent, I should say. And so I never, you know, I played it, but it's like, it just didn't do anything for me because it was just, it was, it was, it was a case of reinventing the wheel with me because I was so, I played D&D for so long and I played Champions for so long when Fantasy Hero came out, oh cool, we can play Fantasy and Hero, but it's just easier to pick up my D&D book, my, my one ebooks and we can play D&D. So, you know, what are you going to do? So this is my musing on power. Go ahead and if you want to put limitations on stuff, I mean, Champions, you know, I my favorite is 4th edition. I got the big blue buck, and it says right in there the D, the Game Master should set the, the level of power, how many points are available, how many points in disadvantages, how many points you can get from one disadvantage, things like that. That's what you've got to set. Set the ground rules and keep them. Things like post-apocalyptic, they don't have that so much. It's it's like, okay, your whatever class of mutant you get, you get X number of rolls on the chart and X number of these, and that's it. I mean, yes, it's more codified like D&D, but still, the mutations themselves, they can get a god-awful ridiculous amount of mutations. And some mutations give you more other mutations. So it's like powers giving you powers. So that's the kind of thing you really got to you know, watch for. But I just wanted to muse on power and options and things like that today. So take a bit what you will. I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or argue or whatever, go ahead and drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail and anchor. It's really easy. And uh, I, we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program. And I would thank you. I would appreciate that. I want to thank my... Once again, I want to thank my supporters, Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Suarez, and Mark C. Wallring. And don't forget to listen to Mark C. Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear, or any other podcast that these people do. 
or any other fantasy podcast, any other RPG podcast. Yes, but especially Mark's. So, until I see you guys next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.